Hey guys, so real quick before the episode, I just wanted to say on behalf of myself and Zach that our hearts go out to the families of our black brothers and sisters that have been wronged by our justice system. This isn't a political podcast, but taking innocent lives isn't political. Um, this week's episode was scheduled and recorded months ago, but we're going to consider it a cosmic sign and use it as a way to introduce um, a specific black subculture to our audience and hopefully as a starting point for your journey into that subculture. So without further ado, here's the episode. Thanks guys. He think he's bad and ain't got no class. I'm gonna rock this shotgun up his motherfucking ass. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Why Are We Watching This podcast. This week, Zach's a kung fu hooker, and Sean's ripping the heart out of his enemies because we're watching Dolomite. Ghosts? If you ever see a ghost, cut the motherfucker. Why are we watching this? Now, something has occurred to me this week. 45 minutes into this movie, we get to see her boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Why Are We Watching This podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Zach. And this week, we're watching 1975's Dolomite. 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 Before Dolomite. we jump in, I'm going to say Dolomite. spoiler alert. Dolomite. Uh, Dolomite. Dolomite came out in 1975. It is a exploitation film. It has a rating of R. It has a runtime of 90 minutes. I'm going to fuck this guy's name up. But the director's name uh, was Durville Martin. And he was in movies throughout the 60s and 70s. He's in Rosemary's Baby as the elevator attendant. Mm. Um, and he's also, he plays uh, Willie Green in this movie. Okay. Yeah, so that's the director. Willie Green. Yeah. Um, no wonder that, he was kind of like, kind of one of the best actors. He, he, well, he had experience, right? Yeah. 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 Um, On camera. Rudy Ray Moore, who portrays uh, Dolomite in this movie... <laughs> Wrote this movie, and it's based on a character that he created in, uh, as, like, a stand-up act. <laughs> and it was sort of just him retelling, like, these folk stories, these black folk stories. And um, Is that where the, like, the rhyme exactly. slam poetry thing comes from? And that's what the performances were, which we, we basically get one in the movie. We get, like, two. Totally. It's technically well, no, three. But I'm talking, the, like, the actual performance, where he's on stage doing the character. We actually get, like, one of his performances, his yeah. live performances, which I was like, that's amazing. But you're right, because we have two other scenes where he kind of just does it. Yeah. Now, I like Rudy Ray Moore. I, I liked him a lot in this movie. Um, I don't think he's that great of an actor, but I not. still like him. There's something about watching a middle-aged man who's out of shape that decided, I'm going to write a movie about this character that I am... Being a badass. He was, like, in enough shape, though. Like, no, for sure, but I was like... Like, I wouldn't fuck with him. No, totally, but he's not what you would expect. Yeah, he has, he's got a bit of a gut, um, but, like, he's still slaying babes and fucking clocking dudes. So. Well, yeah, he's, got, he's like a pimp. He's literally a pimp in this. Yeah, that, so that's where I was really confused. What, what is Dolomite? He's a pimp and a nightclub owner. Right. That's do you mean like do you <laughs> yeah. mean like what is the name or like No, his... I I meant like what's his profession? Okay, yeah, that's it. Okay. And uh his army of kung fu hookers. <laughs> I mean, this movie's obviously crazy, Don't but Don't forget it's... the white ones too. Here's the thing. So Dolomite is such a an important kind of character to 
African-American culture. Obviously, I'm not saying this because I'm a white guy. from It's not from experience. But, I've like, doing research on this character, he's affected a lot of shit. Yeah. And, like, I came across this movie because of Eddie Murphy's uh, movie. It's either, I think it's Dolomite is my name. Or my name is Dolomite is what it is. Right. We were going to, you said something about doing that. Right. Or and that then, you were watching it. Well, and I had watched it and I was like, maybe we should cover this. And then I thought, you know, I'd rather watch the actual movie yeah. and kind of just go through some of the things that they talk about in the yeah. other movie. Because uh, the Eddie Murphy film is just about Rudy Ray Moore. It's a biopic, basically. Right. It's just like the making of. Exactly. And it's it's filmed really well because you basically get to see this movie that we watched from the behind-the-scenes perspective, it's in the vein of, like, the disaster artist. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Kind but, of, and then, well, there's the, more of a parody, but I'd say Tropic Thunder, too. Well, sure, sure. Uh, I would say, though, this this is better than the disaster artist because Tommy Wiseau, we kind of know, is just sort of a wild card. Yeah, but, I didn't see that one. That's uh, about the room, right? So, no, I know what I know what okay, you're talking okay. about, but I haven't seen it. But in, but Rudy Ray Moore really is a person that you can kind of uh, like see yourself relating to because he Dude, was absolutely. just he was just a guy that wanted to entertain people. Yeah, um, have a good and time, so, and you can see it in this movie. I mean, I'm gonna say right now, this movie's not made perfectly. No, but <laughs> with that being said, I mean like. I had a good time. Oh, yeah, I did too. So, you know, I mean, we're going to get into it, but I wanted to say Dolomite, the character, has been super influential. He is in this movie. The character of Dolomite is in this movie, The Human Tornado, Snoop Doggy Dog, Doggy Dog World, (laughs) uh, Murder Was the Case, the movie, Big Money Hustlers. Yes, dude, we have to cover that. The ICP movie. Now I want to, actually, because I was like, I want to see Rudy Ray Moore in it. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I've seen his name places. But I didn't recognize him. Sure. Um, so I was pretty excited to kind of like find out more. Um, I didn't really do any research, though. So, so. Well, and there, there's a film in 2002 called The Dolomite Explosion where he's still playing Dolomite. Yeah. And so I was like, this was is gonna, amazing. I was going to say, I feel like I heard about there being at least another Dolomite movie other than that one that is like the making of. Right. So. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I mean, thought maybe there was four. Like, I thought this got, like, these were made like all the time, but. What do you think the rating, the IMDb rating for this movie was? <laughs> I, I feel like that's an easier thing to... Because they rate out of 10, though, too. Right, so it's correct. probably like a 2 or something. This movie is a 5.8 on oh, IMDb. Okay. The budget of this movie was an estimated of $100,000. Do you think they gained money or lost money on this one? Oh, it's hard to say. I'm guessing they probably lost money. They made $12 million in the box office for this movie. Oh, really? So they made a lot of money. Damn. They spent 100000 on it and then walked away with $12 million. So the whole thing with this, though, was Rudy Ray Moore really wasn't, like, super respected. Yeah. Like, a lot of people were like, you're not going to make a good movie, and basically, like, thought it was a joke, including the director, at least from the the way that it was portrayed in the, the Eddie Mur- Murphy movie, the biopic. Mm. It kind of was... Even a surprise to him that people, like, enjoyed his film. Oh, yeah. But it was the first time, I think, that anybody had really, like, in that community, really taken control of this, like, this kind of pop culture thing they were doing with the live performances and been like, no, I'm going to give you a full movie, yeah. you know? And I, I mean, watching it, there's some stuff that I feel like maybe over time, I'm like, uh, I could do without this or whatever. 
But really, I was kind of impressed with this amateur filmmaker that made this movie. I was going to say, I didn't see any, uh, I didn't see any booms or anything in any shots. I, I did in one. Really? One shot. I was looking for it every time, but. There's one, and it, it was not where I thought it would be either, so I was kind of shocked. Hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about it. I have it in my notes here. So after being set up by his rival, a nightclub owning pimp is allowed out of prison in order to stop crooked police and the drug trade in his neighborhood. This is considered a black exploitation movie right. because it's an exploitation of the black culture at the time. Uh-huh. This movie was listed, however, as an action movie and a comedy. Okay. And I kind of love that because I was like, it's both of those things. Yeah. Like, and right off the bat, it's both of those things. I mean... The movie throws you in immediately to him making deal with the warden, and then it shows you the flashback of why he got arrested. <laughs> and dude, that scene it was amazing. Well, and like watching this after, um, which is funny. I think I think we did it for this for the podcast, um, but Black Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the Lost episodes. Yeah, it really made me think about that movie and how that movie is like. Well, they parodied parodied uh, Dolomite essentially. Absolutely. Um, but still did, like, a really good job and still made, like, their original thing. But, like, yeah, they kind of, like, uh, exploited those things a little more, like, the action and comedy. Right. Because, like, you know some of the stuff, like, is more on purpose. Well, sure. Uh, like, when um, uh, Michael Jai White, like, kind of, like, like looks around and stuff on camera. Right. Like, you know, it's they did that on purpose, but, like because it's funny and or like lingering on lingering on somebody who's like waiting for a line or something yeah totally <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. there's only one point that i was like oh that was a jarringly bad cut yeah but other than that i mean it's it's pretty competently made yeah like I, some of the shots i was pretty impressed like the camera following people when they were moved dude the car scene stuff. the yeah, car chase scene which i wrote down like pre gopro camera yeah. or car chase which looked really good it looked super good it the it, it felt like you were really like going fast oh absolutely whereas like there's a lot of movies where you could tell like when they take those corners and stuff you can tell they're going like 15 miles an hour sure. and they just tried to kind of speed it up but speed it up and then use the camera to kind of manipulate that and it doesn't always work out but like this movie kind of looks like they just were driving fast and they just had some really good camera handlers totally and i was thinking i don't think they had the permits to do this probably not <laughs> pretty sure it was just like totally guerrilla filmmaking <laughs> which is pretty cool um so yeah when when we get the confrontation or or how he ended up, Dolomite got arrested originally, we basically see that these illegal furs and some drugs were planted in the trunk of his car. <laughs> Which I didn't understand the first thing. Was that like a big deal? I have no idea. And that's why I was like, <laughs> I feel what? like they were like, we just got to add something else so it's not just drugs. Right. It's kind of no. how it felt, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, Dolomite kicks the shit out of these cops. He literally <laughs> kicks one of them into the trunk of the car. And I was like, this is so that was good. Pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. The does... fight scenes were, were pretty okay. Although like you can see with some of the coordination, it wasn't there. But... There was one specifically where I was like, you clearly didn't connect with this person. Yeah. And it's like it shot in a way that you can very much see it. Are you talking about when he kicks the cop like in the yes. head? Yeah. Yes. I know. I feel like that guy wasn't that great at like reacting. I because there was a couple instances. I 1,000% agree. As a matter of fact, we know what we're talking about. Go to our Instagram at WAWWTPod and watch our promo video where we had to coordinate a fight scene. Yeah. It was spectacular. It was something. Uh, <laughs> it, w it was it a was, movie. It, it uh, was a thing. <laughs> 
Um, so we find out that Willie Green set Dolomite up, who was his sort of rival, a rival pimp slash club owning. Yeah. Uh, club owner, rather. Yeah, I, I kind of like that Willie Green is played by the director and that you don't see him too much in the movie. So he's kind of like this mysterious figure that's taking shit over. Yeah. Um, five women show up for Dolomite at the prison when he's released. And they, and before he gets in the car, he changes out of his clothes and into his pimp clothes. Yeah. Now, not only does this whole scene play out, he then gets in the car where the women start to take off his clothes again so that they can have sex with him. Yeah. I was Aw, like, what? shit, baby. Dude, I... I I love the writing in this because some of it, it's just like, what are you, well, why? He's like, he gets pissed. He's like, he's like, bitch, you know, I don't wear those cotton draws. Why'd you bring those cotton draws? Oh, and he throws them. Yeah. He throws yeah. them at the, the ward or the, the, the officer and he goes, I'll, uh, I'll keep them. You'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. We get, by the way, we get boobs at 11 minutes, 16 seconds. Yeah. So he, pretty, pretty early on. He immediately has Willie's goons coming after him. Yep. They're tailing well, him. Which I, I'm like, what boner killer is he's trying to like? He just got out of fucking jail. <laughs> I know, which, he just got out of jail, man. He was in there for two years. He was served two of twenty. Damn. Like, give the man a minute. Yeah. Uh, Dolomush, Dolomush, holy shit, Dolomite, <laughs> Dolomush, dude, holy shit, Dolomite ambushes them. <laughs> now that I know what you were trying to say, that's even funnier. Dolomush, okay. <laughs> That's what it's called. That when sounds... when Dolomite ambushes you, it's called a Dolomush. That sounds like a like some sort of like D and D character or something. <laughs> it's my new D and D character. Um, so he, he he ambushes the um, the goons by hiding in a bush and having the girls pull the car up just a little farther so that when the guys pull up, they don't see him. Yeah, so he can walk around him. Yeah, which he does. But he's using this, like, fucking rifle and just takes them all oh, out, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. When I saw him pumping at, just blasting away at these guys, I was like, fuck yeah, this guy means business. And this movie did not lack in the fucking squibs and everything. Because, yeah. like, these dudes are getting lit up in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, my God. We find out that Dolomite lost his club. To Willie Green. To Willie Green, who's who's taken over everything. We also find out that violence is, like, rampant in their neighborhood now since Willie Green's taken over. Um, And that all the people, like, all these younger people that he knows are dying. Yeah, and the community's, like, kind of split up. Yeah. Um, And even his nephew was killed. Right. Which I, I think this is a pretty powerful, like, story, quite honestly. Yeah. And I think that this movie... And I'm not trying to take away from this movie because it's really charming for, like, what it is. Yeah. But I think that a very serious remake of this movie could be fucking cool. That's what I was – honestly, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I, if someone took this time. seriously and made, like, a really good movie, like, I would be so fucking into it. There's even some shots in this that I was like, don't even change the shot necessarily because it's shot, like, very well, some of it. And I was like, literally just remake this with like maybe some newer settings and like have the people act like better actors or whatever, Mm -hmm. but keep the same framing and it would be pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then we get one thing this movie like does that I've never seen is every time someone talks about something that happened, we get a flashback sequence. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, okay. It's kind of like Family Guy in that sense. (laughs) Totally. It felt like like bits basically. You you gotta end up knowing though. I I, like, I'm okay with a few of those. So like... wasn't too big of a deal, but it, 
It's I, funny how like how often it ended up happening. It was yeah, it was like three or four times in the movie. Yeah, which I agree, it's not bad, and and I actually think that it's done pretty well in this because it does kind of help fill you in with some stuff. Yeah, and it's a lot easier to take in seeing it than hearing somebody talk about people that you haven't necessarily seen yet. Yeah, we get a cornucopia of sex at nineteen minutes. <laughs> Just anything you could think of. We get like two women vigorously jerking this dude off. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he's like walking through the rooms, right? And seeing, yeah. Uh, what, oh, so this is when Willie is this when Willie Green comes into his place or whatever. I think so. Because he he goes in and then he he walks down the halls and yeah, there's like a guy getting like a blowjob and then like a guy with a couple chicks. Yeah, the guy. Like, well, the guy getting the blowjobs in like a fucking iron lung looking weird thing. It just looked like there was two chairs. Well, there's the one where the two chairs, the girl's on the two chairs with the guy on the table. There's also another one where a guy's on his stomach and two girls are just playing with his ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we are talking about the same part. <laughs> yeah. So there's one where there's, like, um, there's a chair that's facing away from the door, which is where you think the guy would be sitting, because it looked like the girl was reacting with somebody sitting in that chair. Yeah. But then there was, like, another chair adjacent to it where the guy was actually sitting. And, and there it, was, like, this big green bubble thing in front of Oh, I of didn't them. really notice. It, I was like, what the fuck is that thing? I didn't... I it was, was very little, bizarre. It was hard to really... Uh, I, I had to watch it on this, so. I'm sorry. You should... Not, come over! Just watch movies with me! I know, but, like... I, yeah, we might be able to start doing that. I don't know. This rarely happens in a movie that someone says this, and I love it. What the shit is this? <laughs> 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 That's, like, my favorite thing, because I say that. Like, yeah, right? Dolomite strikes back, and uh, this is the scene where we're talking about where the the cops sort of, like, they come up and question him, and they find drugs in his car, but they planted them on him. The two, like, crooked detectives. Yeah. And, um... Which one of them looked like T.J. Miller a little bit? A little bit, yeah. And he, like... Kind of like him in the remake as that guy? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I wish the cops were a little, like... Which I, I get it. Those were the days or whatever, right? Sure. But... I wish the cops were, like, a little more, like, intense and, like, serious and, like, better cops yeah. instead of, like, just kind of be these, like, racist dudes. Yeah, I, I agree, which that's something that could be played but with in a remake. But those were the days. So. <clears throat> Will you stop saying it like that? Um, I'm just saying those were the days. But he strikes back on those guys when they're trying to walk away and, like, kicks ass on both of them. And then, yeah, yeah this and then is where... dumps, like, coke all dumb, over them. Dude, I was like, that's so dope. Like, that is the, like, dude, he the shit. He does not fuck around, dude. Um, Dolomite is my hero, man. <laughs> uh, the preacher at the church goes from, like, preaching about how shitty the white people are and the man. And then as soon as the cops come in, he's like, praise the Lord. And like changes the whole thing. That was so fucking funny, dude. The preacher was really odd. Like I kind of liked his acting, but I kind of hated it at the same time. Was he supposed to be a good guy or a bad guy? (laughs) I have no idea because there's quite a few things that kind of allude to him being either. Yeah. Um, but it, I think what the point was, was that because of the violence happening within the black community and everything, I felt like he was really just trying to, um, like bring make everybody sure, back together, or? uh, make sure his people are protected. He had all the guns, right? Um, because they kept talking about, which I thought they were saying fourth war, not ward with a D. Yeah. But they're saying ward. So I thought he was like saying like, oh, we have all these guns so that when the fourth war breaks out, we'll be good. Or, you know, like we'll be armed. Oh, sure. Interesting. But he says a couple of things, and the way he is is um, kind of odd too. But because well, like, he's crooked too, 
right in some way. I think I think maybe he was just like a dr- uh, a gun runner. That's kind of what I was taking from it. That was the thing. Was like I felt like, um, which now that you say it was um, written by the guy that played Dolomite, um, yeah, Rudy Ray Moore. There was a, the screenplay was written with someone else. Sure, I didn't get their name. But, okay, but it is his movie. Like he had the story. So it's interesting how like they made all the black people like doing crime essentially in some way. Yeah, which was like. I didn't expect that from this movie. I thought this movie was more about, like... The opposite. Yeah. Like, being like, no, we're not like that. We're... Right. Right. Especially because, you know, it is what it is. So, I was really surprised to see all that. But, I mean, I guess it worked out for the movie. Maybe that's where that other screenwriter came in, but... Sure. It's very interesting. I mean... I agree with you. Cause I'm I was sure they ex- had to make some changes due to studio or whatever, right? No. Oh, because this was 100% out of pocket? It was all in independent. Huh. But that's the thing that's, like, bizarre about it to me is, like, even our hero of this movie is, like, he's the nice pimp. Yeah. Like, that's still not a good guy at the right. end of the day. Yeah. So, like, it is kind of interesting. And it's interesting because Rudy Ray Moore wasn't really associated with anything like crime related. Yeah. He wasn't a pimp. Well, no, I mean, he was an actor, just a very nice guy, (laughs) a very nice performer that wanted to be big. He even wrote like kind of doo y type music before. So it's like, it's very weird. Maybe he just wanted, I don't know. I, what I think truly, and I, um, I think that his perception of the drug or like the pimp or whatever was like cool. Uh, in like, well, and I'm, in a way, he is kind of like protecting those girls too. Totally, but and I keeping think, them off drugs and shit like that. I think that he was trying to portray himself as this cool guy. Yeah, and he was using these stereotypes that were. Common. I mean, at the time, especially. Like, but even, so he I could mean, get away still. with wearing, like, flashy clothes and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the clothes are, like, ill-fitting. Like, the whole thing <laughs> is kind of just like, okay. I mean, the clothes were I'm, dope. <laughs> no, I loved them. And I'm not <laughs> shitting on Rudy Ray Moore. I love Rudy Ray Moore. I think that he's, like, an inspiration. This dude is, like, basically midlife at the point that one would decide on settling on a career. And he's like, no, I'm going to make a movie because this is what I want to do. Yeah. We get... Uh, the hamburger. What was his name? A uh, creeper. Creeper. The hamburger which pimp. This whole scene reminded me of "Don't Be a Menace" when the guy comes up and which, totally a parody I don't know of if, this. Is it? Yeah. Because I didn't know if maybe that was something from um, "Boys in the Hood." It's not from "Boys in the Hood" because that's what that movie really well, is. Parody. It's parodying right? that and "Menace to Society." Oh right. Okay. Yeah. It's "Don't Be a Menace to Society." Or don't while be a menace. South juice. Central. Oh, South Central. Yeah. While drinking your juice in the hood. Yeah. Right. So it's it's like, but it's sort of doing the same thing that um, Black Dynamite was doing. Only instead of it being the seventies and eighties black exploitation stuff, it was doing like the nineties and early two thousands. Right, right, right. Um, um, that's really funny though. Yeah, um, yeah, it was Creeper, and very reminiscent to that scene where he's like, "Man, I got these cheeseburgers, man." Totally, which, man, I'll suck your dick, man. Which it starts out with him trying to get French fries and yeah, stuff. So yeah. I was like, "That's totally where this character came from." Dude, he's all picking his ass while he's walking down the street and shit. 
The shots of him are weird. They like linger on him forever, and he's kind of a real weird character. Yeah. Although he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't last long. <laughs> I thought he played it well, though. You know, he totally did. I was like, this to the point where I was kind of questioning. I was like, is this guy really just like doped up or which, what? Which that's funny because there's a scene where we see him like shoot up on screen, which was shot very classily. I will say. Yeah, because kinda, the hand was in front of it, and you didn't have to see it, yeah. but it was implied. I, I was applauding that while watching it. Well, and then he talks about it to him. He's like, you're going to kill yourself doing that. Which is, you know, adding to Dolomite being this protective pimp, ironically. Right, he's really just, like, kind of in a way trying to provide for his, like, community and make sure that it's stable. Totally. That, that sounds like a pretty good guy to me. Yeah, it's just funny, right? It's it's yeah. hard. It's one of those things where yeah. it's it's so complicated. It, it's not black and white really at all. Yeah. But that I mean that's where Hamburger Pimp or Creeper gets shot pretty much immediately after he gets <laughs> yeah, high and tells Dolomite everything he knows. Yeah. Uh which Dolomite immediately takes those guys out, but then he gets arrested by the cops. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah, um, he gets put in jail like three times throughout this movie. Or he's in jail three times because he starts in jail and then he goes to jail and gets out. Right. And I think he goes back to jail again. Well, no, he gets arrested at the end, but then the black uh, detective the shows agent. up and like kind of saves the day for him. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, uh, speaking of the hamburger pimp or a creeper, uh, <laughs> that brings a couple of things up. Is that just what you call him? No, one of the guys calls him that. And I think in the credits oh, on IMDb, right. it's an alt. So... Um, <laughs> The audio during the parking lot meetup that they do is god awful. I like could hardly hear some of the stuff that they were talking about. But uh, I had my headphones in. I I heard everything. So you could hear it yeah, all. Yeah, right? it was like fine. It, there was like a weird audio cut at one point, and I was like, that "Well, was when, weird." But it like fixed right away. Right. So when they go to um, the hamburger pimp's house, yeah. Well, okay. So I, actually, right before that, they go to get in Dolomite's car. And when Hamburger Pimp's walking up to Dolomite, the boom mic's in the bottom right of the screen. Oh. And then the camera kind of pans up, right? As it, it, they start to notice it, they're like, oh, shit. And they, yeah. like, pull up, which I, that made me laugh, but I love it. Um, but then when they go to the Hamburger Pimp's, like, house and Dolomite's parking his car, he uh, he gets out of the car and starts yelling at the guy to come wash the car or whatever the Hamburger Pimp does. But the audio yeah. is completely cut. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I heard it. But it's, like, brought down because it immediately comes back up and you can hear everything else that's happening around. I kind of figured it was just because of where he was spatially versus... Probably. Yeah. But I was just like, my God. Um, which, that's where we lead into everything we just talked about with him shooting up and then getting shot, ultimately. Yeah. Was it uh, wash the car or watch? He probably said watch. I think he says watch. Yeah. Uh, the Reverend, we get a scene of him getting it in the back of the church <laughs> with, like, a... a Woman, he ends up hiding in the bathroom. Yeah, this thick girl. Oh yeah. Uh, Dolomite gets arrested for killing the guys that shot uh, the hamburger pimp. Yeah, and that's where the black detective comes and meets him and basically like asks him qu- questions about everything. And he's right, like, I don't know he's nothing. Like, he's like, Can I talk to you? He's like, These are my friends. Yeah, <laughs> like, the just the dudes in the cell. And right, he's just hanging out. That's the thing. Is like Dolomite. Like, unless you're already, like, not friends with him or you're trying to kill him, Dolomite's, like, everyone's friend, really. Totally. Like, he he, he doesn't care as long as you're not causing problems. Yeah. Um, he, he gets instantly freed after this conversation with the detective. Yeah, pretty much. Like, pretty much immediately they let him out. <laughs> they kind of like, made They kind of suggestion, uh, suggest, uh, they kind of suggested... That some time had passed, but um, but yeah, 
it was like no time really. The way they yeah, the way they got it, it's like what? And it's because it was uh Pinky Devel or what's her name? The oh Pinky, right. The girl. The, the girl, yeah, his she, like ex. She bailed him out. But who's also one of his girls. Yeah, but now been. she's dancing for Willie Green. Right. So she picks him up and um we get an awkward sex scene at forty three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we get some nip at 4450, just so everybody out there knows. And then we meet the Kung Fu hookers. Yeah, they Which was so random, but I'm glad that they actually, like, had a scene to explain that it was something that was going on. Instead of just bringing them in and having them know Kung Fu. I just watched Half Baked again recently, and, I mean, the same deal. He's got Kung Fu hookers, essentially. I don't think they're hookers, though. They're kind of just, like, his legion of women. posse. Yeah, yeah, that's so fucking funny. I want to watch that again soon. That's a good movie. Yeah, it was good. Uh, this like white goon who ends up being the boss guy, the bald guy, the mayor who looks like Wallace Shawn, but like gross <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, what was that? Like, I, I did not expect this like sort of a uh, twist at an hour into my my Dolomite movie. He was like, um, he, I think he was the mayor. I think so. I think and you're he was right. trying to become governor maybe because he was uh when they go to his house he's they're talking about some election dude speaking of that when they go to the house when the detective goes there and we see that fucking butler's mustache then it's like just the two little black things like right here i didn't really notice ugly it's like almost a hitler stash but with a huge gap between the center of it yeah just to make it not of a hitler stash. yeah it was real bad um the Reverend Dolomite goes to visit the Reverend, and he, this is where he pulls the guns on him. Yeah, and we kind of this is where I was like, well, okay, is he a good guy or not? Because he's sort of been keeping everything to himself, like being kind of like he's not being a rat. Yeah, basically. But then Dolomite goes to like talk to him, and he like pulls guns on him because he doesn't want to give Dolomite any more information, and Dolomite gets mad that he gave him money. Yeah, but I was like. Well, whose side are you on here? But like you said, I, I think it is more so he's kind of doing the same thing Dolomite's doing where he's just trying to look out for their people and be like, no, look, man, I don't know that you're going to be able to change anything and I know that what I'm doing is keeping my pe- my people safe. Yeah, I mean, it could have been, but like it seemed like he was on Dolomite's side because when those two cops come the first time, every time they're like, have you seen him? He's like, no, but I'll tell him you're looking for him. Right. Every time, and he makes it like really clear, I will tell him you are looking for him. Like he's trying to be like... I'll make sure you don't find him. <laughs> yeah. Well, slash that, like, be prepared. Right. You know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like his character, but I am a little bit confused about him. Uh, which Dolomite goes to the docks the next day, which is what the Reverend kind of recommends he do. Yep. His disguise, holy shit, dude. It was amazing. He's wearing, like, overalls. <laughs> like overalls and, like, a red shirt or yeah, something. Yeah, like a flannel. And, yeah. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> He's he, uh, looking for work. <laughs> which he finds some drugs... He basically finds out where the drugs are being imported. Yeah. Um, And then we get an entire live performance by the Dolomite band. And then the Dolomite dance group. And then Dolomite. Uh, Well, you also get, like, this woman singer where, like, the audio and the film doesn't actually match. And what happened there? Well, there's even parts where Dolomite's doing his, like, performance. And the audio and the dub aren't matching. So that's a bad dub. And I feel like the chick honestly just didn't know what she was doing. That's probably the case. Uh, and it sucks because she, like, clearly fucks it up. I'm going to say, though, man, I I could have done without the band. 
Yeah. I could have done without most of the like dance, the interpretive dance type thing they had going. That was a show. As far as the Dolomite stuff goes, what I think they should have done was showed it, but as they were doing it, kind of cut back and forth from other shit that was going on, maybe like Willie like Green. Like Willie Green showing up and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a it's static for most of it and it's you watch the whole performance. Yeah. That would I agree that would be cool because then like then you're not just like watching this thing and you're like what am I supposed to be seeing really but and I think that in my opinion it seemed like they needed to add runtime to the movie because the movie's ninety minutes yeah like one hour twenty nine minutes I think I, I know I felt great watching it because I was like cool I feel like a bunch of stuff is happening and this is like pacing pretty well like, oh it's a breeze I, I mean, didn't feel like I was being dragged on this is the only scene that. I have that complaint of it feeling like it dragged. And it's oh, just sure. because you're watching the performances. This movie's a breeze. Yeah. The audience at one point looks kind of bored with what's happening. <laughs> and I was like, I feel you guys. <laughs> uh, Dolomite and Willie Green meet after a 20-minute club show. And it's pure chaos just of people fighting. Well, and yeah, it, it seemed like Willie Green wanted to try and like make some sort of truce. But Dolomite's, Dolomite's like, fuck it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Dolomite rips Willie's heart out, I guess. No, he kind of just... Um, so, I was watching it. They kind of made it seem like that's what he was doing. But, like, when you look at Willie's body like after that, stomach, it's really just, like, his intestines. Which, that's where the bad cut in this is. Because he's, like, doing it. And then it just cuts and, and Willie's gone. And he's, like, on the ground. I know. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, that's so jarring. Yeah. Like, literally, I was confused. I was like, well, what? Would I miss I kind of did the same thing, but I kind of just laughed, and I was like, there it is. Um, That's the cut I was looking for. Which, this cut um, reminds me that, I mean, Rudy Ray Moore had influenced a lot of directors that we even, like, kind of reference, including Quentin Tarantino. So, watch the Grindhouse movies, and a lot of the way that those movies were produced, uh, Planet Terror and Death Proof, right. are to match things like this movie. Yeah. Having these jarring cuts, and... Having the mic maybe appear for just a second in the corner of the screen. <laughs> Little things like that. But it the proof there is, like, you can make it an entertaining movie and it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. And I really think that's cool. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, the detective comes in and talks to Dolomite about basically how he just killed Willie. But then shoots Willie's body twice and he's like, I guess I'm going down with you or whatever. Oh, no, he says that way it's on me. Oh, right. Uh, so that they don't think it was you. <laughs> so I... Thought it was hilarious that, like, right, so without the hindsight, you're kind of like, why the fuck did he just run up and shoot this dude twice when he obviously has, like, his intestines ripped out of him? Totally. And still, like, shoot him twice. Like, but dude, then he, he's dead. Like, he's gone. <laughs> I know. I was like, is he just checking for good measure? Just, oh. like, checking for a pulse? We get some, um, some booty at an hour and 17 minutes, and this is where the butt crack hooker with... Uh, the revolver attacks disgusting Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Uh, the mayor. It, of course, his wife kind of comes out and grabs her, and then she shoots the wife in the head, which the way this scene is coordinated is hilarious because you see the woman, like, walk into the bathroom and, like, guide the gun in with her so that it looks like she's like, oh, I'm in here now, yeah. and she shoots her. But then uh, gross Wallace Shawn chokes her out while she's screaming, and, dude, he's, like, screaming, like, full-on screaming at her. I was like, yeah. my God. God, this man. This scene was kind of hard to watch, and especially because I had headphones. Uh, volume check, by oh, the yeah. way. It was kind of just blaring in my headphones, and I was like, sweet, this is really cool. 
Um, so that was not really that pleasant. Um, and it sucks because, like, you could tell that it was even too loud for, like, their mics. Oh, yeah. Because it's just it's shooting just over everything. It's just all yeah. over the place. It's just a whole lot of noise, and it sucks. Dolomite, like, fights these guys outside of the house and kicks one of them over a bench into the pool. Yeah. Coolest stunt in the movie. That no, guy no, no. for all... That window. was um, the FBI agent. Oh, the, the detective. Yes. Right, okay, right, right, right. Because he basically Blakely is like... is his name. What is it? Blakely. Blakely, okay. Which, when I read it on IMDb... I thought it said something else, and I was like, "Wow, really?" Well, but yeah, you uh, he 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 basically goes like, "Oh, your boss is getting off with everything," and they turn to look around, and then he like he fights him, but he kicks the one dude over a fucking bench into the pool, and that was a badass stunt. That well, guy went over, and, and in. they were gonna shoot him up full of heroin and throw him in the pool, so it right. looked like he drowned in OD'd. Dude, that was brutal. And he figured it out right in front of them and then still kicked their asses. Yep. Which, which was pretty awesome. I love that about his character, but it's so funny how quickly it ties up. Like that yeah. scene. Um, this that is guy where, was a boss too. I liked him just cause like, he was a cool character. Yeah. He just kicked ass. Mm. This is where we get our, our pre GoPro car chase scene that we were been referring to, which <laughs> is dope. Uh, followed by gross Wallace, Sean getting shot up on a plane, which is the worst acting I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And then we get like a cut of a, a close up of him. Just his face is covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> Dolomite ambushes some more goons. This is where he would be arrested for, uh, for killing more people, I suppose. What happens here? Well, so they take him to the hospital because he got beat pretty bad too. He like that's what it is. He got shot or something. And then the goons show up to kill him, but he kills them. And well, then the, they switched his room, right? Because they were like um, the FBI agent, uh, FBI agent Blake Blakely Blakely was like, "There's a hit on you." Right, so right. So now right. this is where the Reverend thing comes in because I remember at one point he's saying, "Tell him uh, the big man s- sent you or something." Right. Um, and then Gross Wallace Sean calls uh, calls somebody. He says he says something about the big man, and I was gotcha. like, "Oh!" And then these guys come to get him, but uh, Blakely knows there's a hit on Dolomite, so. They have the room number switch downstairs, right, right, but then right. it's like literally the one over or something. Yeah, and Dolomite like hides, and you can kind of see him while they're like trying to like slowly peek in, and then they shoot up a bunch of pillows in his bed, and he ambushes them. Yeah. Then, which uh, Blakely then comes in and hides. Yeah, because uh, the two cops that have been like harassing Dolomite through the movie show up, and are basically like, "We're taking you back in." Yep. And then Blakely comes out and is and like, no, them. I know you guys are crooked. I'm arresting you. Yeah. And then has two, like, black police officers show up that get totally. to arrest the white guys. Because fuck the white guys. Yeah, this, fuck them. Especially in this movie. Fuck, like, basically every white man in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and that's pretty much it. And then we get, like, one more, basically, performance of uh, Dolomite doing his slam poetry over the credits for the end of the movie. Right, where I like how the movie kind of, uh, it's just Blakely and... Um, Dolomite. Dolomite, and they're kind of having this conversation, and it just, like, freeze frames on them. And goes right credits. into it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's the movie. I mean, that's the that on that with this one. Uh, obviously, we both somewhat enjoyed this movie, but I think we should go into skewers. What would you like to rate this movie out of this week? Uh, we're going to rate it on jive motherfuckers. Okay. How many jive motherfuckers out of five you give in this movie? Uh, a two. Two? Yeah. That's fu- okay. You know what? I think that's fair. Yeah. I do think that's fair. I want to give it more. I want to give it, like, a, at least a three. Sure. Three Which, is middle ground for me, we've established. Totally. 
I know we kind of vote differently, but yeah, well, because for me, two point five is like dead center. Mathematically, yes, that makes more sense. For me, it, visually, it makes zero sense. Right, so that's where I, we're different. Um, okay, I, I, you did like this movie, I'm assuming. At least you were entertained by it. Oh, I had so much fun watching this movie, dude. Sure. I, I, I laughed, and like, it was kind of just because I was like, this dialogue is amazing. Um, but like, sometimes, you know, so, sometimes it was bad parts of the movies. Um, but you know, like I had a good time, um, and I would still recommend this movie. I was just going to ask, and, uh, you know, I'll get into that with you. I, I had a hard time rating this movie because I, in my true honest opinion, I thought a really very fair rating for this movie is probably a two and a half or a three. Yeah. But I really liked this movie, so yeah. I'm kind of biased on this one. I gave it a 3.5. I actually, like, <laughs> leaned up with this one. So, uh, with that being said, like, the movie's not perfect. I said that at the very beginning no. of the episode, and I still think that I would recommend this to people, and it actually made me want to... It made Okay, it made me want to watch Big Money Hustlers, which is a movie I've been avoiding for fucking years So, I've seen, point. like, the first five minutes, and after that, I'm like... I absolutely have to see the rest of this movie, so oh, it's gonna happen. So I mean, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can find some of these other movies that he plays Dolomite in. Big Money Hustlers is on um, Tubi. I think it is on Tubi. But There's I ads. would rather just buy a DVD. Honestly, uh, I'll, I'll take the plunge. I don't care. Yikes! I don't want to borrow your DVD. I'll just watch it on Tubi. I'll you won't even watch Tubi. the DVD. No, no. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah, I'll do. I'll watch the DVD with the commentary on because <laughs> I want to hear what they think about their movie. If they even put that in there. <laughs> okay, am I getting too uh, zealous? Overzealous? I think so. I think you're thinking that ICP put too, like a little more like production into this. Movie hey, man, I'm trying to. Did. I'm trying to pay them the respect that they deserve, or something. <laughs> You got any quotes? I do. I've Let's got a few. Some quotes. Uh, why don't you hit me with a quote and we'll go back and forth. <laughs> all right. Um, I didn't, I, I wasn't really able to record all of them, but there were so many that I was like, I've got to at least write down like a good handful of no, these. No, this movie's literally like filled um, with great lines. I think this is when he gets harassed by the two white cops. He's like, man, move over and let me pass before they have to be pulling these hush puppies out your motherfucking ass. Oh yeah, I love that. I uh, had to watch that scene five times with captions on in order to get that line down. That's amazing. Because I was just like, at first I wasn't expecting the rhyme, and then he did it, and I was like, oh, this is too good. So after that initial fight with those cops, when he does get arrested, yeah. uh, they call him boy, and he says, I got your boy hanging, which is like <laughs> the best insult I've ever heard. I love right? that. Dolomite, motherfucker, you heard her. <laughs> he says, just to show you that we mean business, and then punches a guy in the stomach three times. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that was the guy the that co- punched, I, I think uh, the cop punches does Dolomite. It. Yeah. yeah. That's so fucking crazy. I'm going to let him know that Dolomite is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. Yes. That the- was too fucking good. I don't remember exactly who it is. I think it's one of the officers says, you listen to me, you freak preacher son of a bitch. When he's talking to Willie Green at his event after getting the club back where he performs. Um, and he's like, it's nice to have seen you people, but fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm going to give you a fucking you won't never forget. <laughs> and then he doesn't so really give her much yeah, of a fucking at all. At all. Uh, now I'm going to say 
there's a scene in the Eddie Murphy movie where they're making that scene, and it is so fucking funny. Like, they overdo it, obviously, in a way that this movie doesn't even do it. Yeah. But, like, the chandelier's falling off the roof because he's getting her so good and stuff. It's insane. They should have done that. I was, was hoping for it. Um, and my last one is when they get to the hospital and they're like, Dr. Feelgood calling Dr. Yeah, Feelgood. That's so funny. I didn't even catch that, but I saw it in the trivia and I was like, that's funny. Tell Willie Green I want him out of here in 24 hours and 23 <laughs> of them are already gone. That was the, I was like, dude, that's so good. Yeah. Holy he's shit. He's like, you got an hour to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude. Uh, we get, which Dolomite's club and basically his performance is called Dolomite's Total Experience. Yeah. Uh, and a woman Which they just named the total experience while Willie Green owned it. Right, right. Someone calls the club and the woman answers the phone and says, Dolomite's total experience. And mm. I was like, that's so fucking great. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to bring up that didn't get brought up is when that huge fight breaks out at Dolomite's total experience. After the performance? Even his fucking cook whoops ass. Yeah, dude. I was like, what is the happening? The guy goes in there. The cook starts immediately beating the shit out of him. Dude. It's like this Asian dude, too. Well, yeah, well, you know, his army of kung fu uh, hookers and chefs. I was like, pretty much if you're employed by Dolomite, you're like a martial artist expert. You can take care of yourself yeah. if you work for Dolomite. <laughs> it's like a preemptive. You have it's to almost have like, that. Yeah, it's almost like, like you don't, you need Dolomite to not need Dolomite, but you still want Dolomite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with that being said... Go follow us on our uh, said Instagram and Twitter at www.www.www. At www.dpod. On both of them. <laughs> please, uh, <laughs> please leave a review on iTunes. Um, I don't know if you can re- leave reviews on Spotify, but... Uh, I don't know that you can either. But we the are... iTunes one helps. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes... Uh, CastBox. CastBox. And Stitcher. Stitcher. Which apparently someone's using Stitcher to listen to us. So nice. go you, and that's awesome. Hey, thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure to, dude. I wish I knew what movie we were doing next week. <laughs> we almost did. I know. Um. So yeah, I don't we'll know. figure it out. It's not like you ever actually say it in the episode anyway. But <sighs> yeah, you're probably right. Peace, bitches. Finally,